For reasons which are not relevant to this application, Ms. Zondi has been excused from attending court for the time being, and I'm advised the evidence of another state witness is due to be interposed commencing on 22 October 2018. Ms. Zondi is the complainant in counts 19 to 20. On 17 October 2018, shortly before postponing the case until 22 October 2018 and excusing Ms. Zondi from attending court for the time being, the Honourable Presiding Judge addressed Ms. Zondi in the following terms while she was still on the witness stand. Court, regarding your exams, on behalf of the court, we wish you all the luck. You must pass your exams. Thank you. That is your future. You have to concentrate on your future and forget about what is happening here. It will take its own course. Thank you, Your Worship. You are not doing this for yourself that is coming to this court. It is not about yourself. It is about justice. Yes, Your Worship. So leave everything to us and then go and write your exams and concentration on your examination. Thank you, Your Worship. Good luck. Thank you. The deponent goes on. My perception is that in making the comments highlighted in bold above, one, the Honourable Presiding Judge has already made up his mind and found that Ms. Zondi has come to testify, come to court to testify, not for herself, but as a crusader in a quest for justice. Two, the Honourable Presiding Judge has, is overtly sympathetic towards Ms. Zondi and her cause. Three, the Honourable Presiding Judge has openly identified and aligned himself with Ms. Zondi's case, cause. Four, the Honourable Presiding Judge has already decided that Ms. Zondi's version is true and accepted same without hearing all the evidence or argument. Five, the Honourable Presiding Judge has already decided to meet out justice on behalf of Ms. Zondi. Six, the Honourable Presiding Judge has already decided to convict and sentence me and the second applicant. Seven, the Honourable Presiding Judge is biased in favour of Ms. Zondi and the prosecution. Eight, the Honourable Presiding Judge is prejudiced against me and the second applicant. Nine, the Honourable Presiding <coughs> Judge is and will not be impartial. And ten, I and the second applicant will in the circumstances not receive a fair trial before the Honourable Presiding Judge. In my belief and respectful submission, the said comments by the Honourable Presiding Judge presuppose an ultimate outcome <coughs> favourable to Ms. Zondi and admit of no reasonable interpretation other than that which I have placed thereon. In my respectful submission, the Honourable Presiding Judge has unfortunately and in the circumstances disqualified himself from continuing to preside over the matter. I only seek a fair trial before an impartial judge and justice. I do not make this application lightly. I know that my trial is likely to be delayed by the replacement of the presiding judge, and since I am in custody awaiting trial, that I will be prejudiced thereby. In the circumstances, I respectfully apply for the Honourable Mr. Justice Makawila to recuse himself. Signed, under oath, Timothy Omotoso. And he also said that attempts to intimidate him are a direct attack on the judiciary. And let's hear what he had to say in this regard. I'm not doing so in order to defend myself. I want to make that very clear. I'm doing so in the interest of justice. 
and in the interests of the legal system in this country. And just for the record, I support women's rights in this country 100%. And I am appalled with the way women have been treated previously. Justice must, however, be allowed to take its course. I have been vilified in the media for my cross-examination of Ms. Cheryl Zondi. The question has been posed, how could I possibly represent uh, a rapist, such an evil man? My cross-examination has been described as aggressive, brutal, and akin to questioning of detainees by the security branch under the old <coughs> regime. My learned friend for the state has not escaped criticism either. He has been heavily criticized for not intervening on behalf of Ms. Zondi. You yourself have been indirectly criticized for not coming to the rescue of Ms. Zondi. It has been reported in the media that I asked the witness about the size of accused number one's private parts. But what was not reported is that the witness herself placed that fact on the table. Why? Yes. I think I think I allowed you to, to, to background to this. You seemingly you're responding to what the media is saying, which is not about what we are today. What is basically your application? The background, I think I know you, you, you refer to it, but what is it that you are doing? Because really now you're responding to each and every allegation level against each of us by the media. I think we, we must get there. We will get there. Mr. Doberman, please. My Lord, with respect, the least you can do is to listen to what I have to I'm say. I'm listening to what you are saying, but the only problem I have is that you are not dealing with what I'm about here, but you are dealing with, the, with, with your response to what <coughs> the media has been saying about all of us here in this country. I am. That's, that's why there is I a point to which you, I will get. But you, the, the, the sooner you get to that point, the better. And then uh, Advocate Doberman also noted that none of the bodies representing lawyers have actually come to his defence. I now face as defence counsel is that attempts are being made to intimidate me into me not doing my duty to my client and the court. And this amounts to a direct attack on the judicial system in this country. Most surprisingly, my lord, neither the General Counsel of the Bar of South Africa or the Law Society of South Africa has condemned the attack on me. If I were to bow to that intimidation and walk out on my clients, where would that leave them in the court? My fear and my client's fear is that the fear is that the presumption of innocence has gone by the board, Yamalou. The police have up until now taken woefully inadequate steps to ensure free access to this court. What are the defense witnesses going to think? Will they be prepared to risk their lives to come to court to testify on behalf of the accused? A very dangerous precedent is being set, Yamalou. And under present circumstances, my lord, there is no possibility of the accused receiving a fair trial. Yeah, I would like to remind your lordship that it is your lordship's duty that the accused receive a fair trial. And uh, that was uh, Advocate uh, Doberman asking Judge Mandela Makaula uh, to recuse himself uh, from this particular case. Our reporter Veronica Faree has been following the story for us. Veronica, good afternoon. Uh, so we know that the court is still in recess, but uh, have there been any further developments uh, since uh, they went to recess? Good afternoon, Mr. Doberman. Yes, 
No, um, we will have to go back to court in five minutes' time. Then the judge will say what he has decided, whether he will recuse himself or not. Um, if he recuses himself, then that means that the whole trial will have to start all over again. And the first witness, Cheryl Zondi, will have to um, start testifying again. If he does not recuse himself, then uh, obviously the case will continue and they might take further steps in a legal direction to, to force the judge to do that. But um, we will have to see what the judge says when we return to court now. Veronica, um, I was already on air, so unable to listen in. But uh, what uh, did the prosecution submit after Mr. Doberman made his, t- his, um, his submission to the court? Um, the, 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 the prosecutor said that, um, well, they actually didn't reply yet because the uh, judge will only have to answer for himself. Uh, the prosecution has got no, nothing to say there. So um, I must also admit that I have to go out <laughs> to do some live crossing. But um, as far as I know, the, uh, and I've been briefed, the prosecution didn't say anything, that the judge will have to just answer for himself when he returns to court now. So uh, one of the things uh, Advocate Doberman pointed out was uh, some uh, scuffles outside the court last week uh, where he was effectively assaulted. Someone threw a bottle at him, a bottle of water. So what is the situation like today? Well, it is actually very tense outside. There's, there are more police present today than it was last week. But um, the uh, police are now asked to escort the uh, accused to court after the talking uh, about Mr. Doberman asking for protection. So they didn't attend this morning's court session, but after they had met with the judge in chambers, um, they had police protection and been, uh, had been escorted to, to, to um, court. But there are two groups outside. They're making a lot of noise. You might hear them. I'm, I'm in court, but they, the noise is very loud. The one side, we've got the... Um, Supporters for Omotosa, and on the other side, they are supporters for the victims. They are having uh, music instruments that they made themselves. They are chanting, they are singing, and that they are having um, chants that they sing or that they do across the road for, from each other. Police have actually cordoned off a piece of the road. So the road in front of the court is actually close to traffic. And um, it's really very disturbing to be in court and hear all the noise but they are there to support whichever group they want. Veronica, I'm going to let you get back into court there. As you said at the beginning of this interview, about uh, five minutes uh, to go before uh, court resumes. But we do have with us a criminal law expert, William Booth, on the line, just to help us further understand and perhaps unpack some of what is happening here. Um, Mr. Booth, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Much uh, being on the show. I've just had to step out of court, but I'm... Um I'm happy to discuss the issues. And and we truly appreciate this because it has been quite fascinating this morning. Now, uh, firstly, um, Mr. Doberman, let me start here. Um, he says that there, uh, there's been a direct attack on the legal system and the courts through the criticism uh, that has been leveled against him and his cross-examination of Cheryl Zondi throughout this uh, particular trial. What's your take on that? Well, look, the public are entitled to express their opinion. But I think one must never forget that every accused person, doesn't matter what he or she is charged with, is entitled to a fair trial. And that must allow 
his um, defense to cross-examine uh, the witnesses. And obviously the judge has to set the right tone and the decorum and anybody cross-examining the defense counsel must do so within the correct way. Be polite, firm, you're entitled because you're putting across your client's uh, uh, defense in the matter and you are defending him, but not without holes barred. I mean, you, you, it has to be done in a correct manner. So uh, the prosecution is entitled to object if defense counsel is asking irrelevant questions and is being uh, overly aggressive in cross-examination, um, being rude and all of these things, and then the judge must make a ruling on any objection. So, yes, this, is, this particular case has, has, as we know, had a great deal of media attention, but the public must, must realize whether you like the accused or not, he is entitled to be fairly treated in court by all parties, and obviously defense counsel and the prosecutor must, in the same fashion, treat the, the respective witnesses uh, fairly and in the correct manner. William Booth, you know, um, I have so many more questions, but I tell you what, I see the judge is uh, uh, there and uh, they are resuming right now. So just quickly want to cut back to find out what he has decided in this regard. Um, So thank you so much for stepping out there and perhaps we'll speak at a later stage again. But let's cut back to the Port Elizabeth High Court to hear what Judge Mandela Makaula has to say. Lord, we, we can't, with respect, we can't proceed with undue haste on this issue. It's very important. And it's going to be the defence submission that this is one of those instances where the Supreme Court of Appeal will be inclined to intervene at this stage, although the trial has not been concluded. So what's your application at this stage? My application is for the matter to stand down until 2 o'clock on Thursday this week. Uh, for the status, stated purpose. Mm-hmm. Lord, I would like to ask this court to just uh, send down this matter until to this afternoon because I would like to check the law in this regard mm-hmm. as to whether this is the court of law that, that my that my 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 friend is uh, assisting to in this court. Mm-hmm. May I make my submissions at to uh, my Lord? Well, that was brief. And uh, this, uh, we are at a point now in this trial where uh, Omotoso's defense team has asked uh, Judge Makaula uh, to recuse himself from hearing this case. William Booth, really appreciate you staying with us uh, through that. Now, um, admittedly, I must have missed some of it there, uh, but it would seem as though there was something said about uh, the Supreme Court of Appeals by Advocate Doberman. So what a recourse is open to Advocate Doberman at this stage if he feels that he wants uh, Advocate Makaula to recuse himself, uh, uh, rather Judge Makaula, and Judge Makaula refuses to do so. What is his recourse? Well, obviously the the issue with regard to a recusal um, is whether or not uh, a judge or presiding officer has been biased. And 
you know, it's obviously a tricky thing where a judge is hearing the matter himself and he must decide that he has been particularly biased. So it's not often that uh, presiding officers, be they magistrates, regional magistrates or judges, uh, in my experience, recuse themselves. But the options that the defense has is obviously to take that decision on review. Whether or not the judge allows uh, the defense to do that at this stage is another issue. So uh, the defense will have to bring an application for postponement of the matter to file papers uh, for, the, um, for the review of the judge's decision. The judge might decide, hang on, I'm continuing with the trial. That is something that you can deal with at a later stage. In other words, if the accused is found guilty, for argument's sake, um, it is a point that can be taken uh, on review or even on appeal at a later time. So there are some instances where matters can go urgently on review, and it's, again, whether the judge is going to allow that and hold up the trial, because it could take a bit of time for this decision to be taken on review. So I, I can't say. We'll have to hear what the judge says if, um, if the defence brings that application for postponement. Mr. Booth, given what played out in that courtroom last week, are you at all surprised that we are where we are right now in these proceedings? Well, I must say certain comments were made, and I'm not going to be, you know, look, I wasn't in court all the time. It's things one's hearing in the media. Certain comments were made, uh, and obviously the def- by everybody, it seems, in the court. And the defense feels that the comments made by the judge um, uh, impact on their client's rights to a fair trial. Judge obviously has to be completely impartial. So, uh, and one mustn't forget, in any criminal trial, things can get a bit hectic. Um, I was asked last week, you know, what one should do, and sometimes as defense counsel, uh, we all maybe get a bit annoyed about decisions that are made, but we've got to keep the decorum, uh, and we must act in the correct and ethical way. Um, so, you know, as I was seeing it, it, it seemed to be heading to, to this particular situation where there was an application for, uh, for the recusal of the judge. He's refused that now. We'll have to see what the defense is going to do, as I say, whether they're going to apply for a postponement to take that decision on review and whether the judge is going to grant it. And if he doesn't grant it, the defense has another option. They can bring an urgent application to stop the proceedings to allow them to bring the application for review. If, as I say, the judge says, sorry, trial carries on, you can take all these aspects and deal with them at a later stage if you're not happy with my decision. So we'll have to see what happens henceforth.